As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hello, my name is Danny Roth, and this is Everyday Animation. It's a podcast where we consume at least one cartoon for every day in the month of April, and then... We talk about it. Today I'm joined by Celeste Yim, who is uh, the first famous Asian person ever? Mm-hmm. Ever? Yeah. Okay. Is there a story behind that? Were, was it at birth, immediately you were born famous? Yeah. May 12th, I'm a Taurus. We just okay discussed that story, a little inside for the listener who didn't A little inside hear. baseball, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, but your parents were not famous, but you are. No, no. Did they? Was there some kind of preparation that happened? Were they preparing for you to be famous? You know, it sort of just happened. How did they deal with that? Were they okay? Yeah, they're fine with it. They're supportive, but in a sort of distant way. Mm, do, do there are there any issues that that come up? Any questions that they keep asking? Do they ever try to like change your mind? Say, are you sure you're famous? Yeah, a, a famous, a real famous um, quote from my parents. Uh, is when I was young was you can be whatever you want as long as you're a dentist. So they're disappointed, but now they're pretty comfortable. Yeah. Well, I mean, do you ever um, do you ever go to karaoke and sing the dentist song from Little Shop of Horrors? I don't do that. Oh, but what if you just did it once and taped it and then said that you were a dentist even and that act, this was the it's evidence? It's so weird. You sound just like them. Well, I am old. You that just, is also you, something we discussed you, before. Yeah, then. you reach a certain age and then you just begin to. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, what what cartoon are we talking about this fine day? We're talking about the famous Canadian classic, Sixteen. I'm sixteen, sixteen. Gotta make the good times last. I definitely heard of it before you. You selected it. Was such a huge fan. Knew, mm-hmm. knew it back to front. Yes, given your yeah my, age and taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Combined. Yes, yes. All thirty-eight-year-old um, New Jersey mm-hmm. uh, residents of origin um, are big fans of huge, sixteen. Huge following. Um, yeah, in that demo. specifically, yeah, the people who would have been in their mid twenties, and once again, um, growing up um, in an area of the world where mostly you just hang around and eat um, bread, <laughs> sometimes with like tomato on top of it. Yeah. That doesn't seem so far from oh, yeah? the premise of the show. Did it to you? I guess. Well, all right. So, you know, here is the one thing I will say that that, that um, would make it uh, be attractive to a New Jersey, New Jersey resident, regardless <laughs> of age, mm-hmm. um, is that it is set pretty much permanently inside of a mall. Yeah. And New Jersey as a state is permanently set inside of a mall. Yeah, it does feel that way when you get there. That's uh, that's how it is. Mm-hmm. Everybody, I, I grew up, I had a mall that I hung around in. Were you a mall kid? Was this, is this a, was this a part of your youth? Was mall culture a thing for you? Um, I, I wanted it to be, but the mall, there was one um, small mall near my house. There's a big one in, in Toronto where I'm from um, called Yorkdale. And it was kind of a trek from where I lived. Um, but I always imagined that when I got to be 16, which 
um, was one day, distant one day when I was there, a viewer yeah. of the show. Yeah. Um, that I that that is how it would be, and it's funny that we were at such different stages when we were both avid fans of the show. Yeah, yes, yes. Um, because something I love about the show is that it's so clearly a show about teenagers for people who aren't teenagers by people who are not teenagers who have long not been teenagers. Yeah, it comes through. Yeah, it's not like. No 16-year-olds have ever, no true 16-year-olds have ever watched 16. I I, I do believe that, um, yes, whoever it was that was responsible for making the show Mm -hmm. was probably my age at the time uh, when it was coming out, I would say. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. your age or older. Late late 30s, early 40s would be my guess. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because it is a show wherein... They all hang out in a mall still, which is not a thing that I feel people were doing in 2003 or whenever. I feel like the, we were kind of past that. Yeah, I have no idea. There are there are weird things. When did that Facebook date- start? That was because that's what I recall. Right, mm-hmm. people hung out in malls because if you went to the mall, everybody that you knew was also there. Right, that was the culture. That was a but shared social one, space. But, but once there was um, Facebook. And I guess to a degree, MySpace, although not quite, mm-hmm. there was no longer a need to go to the mall because you could just message somebody on Facebook and then figure out a place to hang out. Mm-hmm. But the, the mall was always the starting place. You'd ha- For us, it was you'd meet at the borders or there was a, a merry-go-round in front of a Sam Goody. Right. Which really shows how young, youthful I am, <laughs> Sam Goody. You just said a bunch of things I've never heard of in my life. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no problem. Appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Um so, so yes, yeah, so sixteen is basically a cartoon about six sixteen-year-olds. <laughs> it is, yeah. and it is spelled the number six, mm-hmm. and then teen, T-E-E-N. It's really, it helps you along. It helps you get there. It's really brilliant wordplay. It's generous, in a way. Yes, I always felt as though I was receiving a gift um, in my in my youth when I was watching this uh, <laughs> the show every uh, every week day. Yeah, just C- couldn't remember. Yeah. Uh, Mm-hmm. Was it a thing that aired weekly? What? All right. So genuinely, when you were, when you, how old were you when you watched it? Um, was it a thing that you actually watched as it first aired? What's the, what's the backstory? It was the kind of show for me that was on all the time. Like okay. any TV I ever saw. Like it feels like that that show was on constantly. Like immediate. Like I obviously have not watched it for many years. Revisiting it for the purpose of this podcast, it was like. The, the, their outfits and the way they look and the set, it's so burned into my memory. Um, I was very, I am oh, so young and gorgeous. And so, uh, yeah, I don't know if I want to give my exact age, given that I did give the month and day of my birthday. 2004 to 2010, yeah, that's a fair <laughs> point. Um, do you um, want, do you, could you also just very quickly, last four of your social? Yeah, no, I'll write it down right here. Great, great. Cool, cool, cool. Got and it. Um, yeah, so it ran from 2004 to 2010. That was the other thing that really blew my mind is that yeah. it was around for a long, for a long time. time. That's a long time for a That's cartoon a l- to run. So I don't know you very well you, um, or what <laughs> gives you license to host a show about animation. Do you, you do know a lot about, you have like an encyclopedic background in, in animation? Uh, I watch a lot of cartoons. Okay, I, is I, that like is that like a long time for an anim an animated show to run? Um, you know, I think for a show of this type, it is. Mm-hmm. I guess in my mind, it's sort of um, it's like uh, you know most restaurants that open up in New York last six months. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I feel like a lot of cartoons are kind of similar to that. They're very yeah, short, right. 
lived for something that is like this, like an actual teen comedy drama yeah. for kids to last from 2004 to 2010, is, I think you have to look at it on the whole. I don't know why I'm sure. actually giving such a serious answer. No, I'm, but I'm fascinated by that, though, because it, it seems like, well, this show in particular, it feels low budget. Do you know what I mean? It does. It feels like like the visuals are a bunch of shapes kind of just slapped together. And if you'll notice, too, so many of the scenes don't have, like, the mall is never very populated. Like, it feels like they didn't have money to pay extras or something like that. Like, there are so few people in the show. It does feel surprising even to me, too, that, that it ran for such a long time. I was surprised going to the Wikipedia trying to choose episodes for you to watch. Um, that there were so, so many. But cartoons do seem like, you know, a kernel of an idea and you don't need much life to them. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to But you like the cartoons. show. But I like the show a lot and I, I, was and I do say, like cartoons. So my question is, there's, you could have picked mm-hmm. anything at all. I could have, yeah. Anything. What and you so picked, I chose the best. What you Canadian picked was six, 16. <laughs> so like, let's just say hypothetically. Yeah, so let's unpack it. Yeah. What, what is wrong with you mm-hmm. or right with you? Yeah. That would lead you to say, this is, this is it. Mm-hmm. I'll never, ever talk about a cartoon again, by the way. Um, when you sign the contract, you can never talk about cartoons after this podcast. Yeah, That's I saw how that. that works. I saw that clause. Why is this the last cartoon you'll ever speak about? For me, and I wonder if this were this was like retroactive. There is an Asian kid. Okay, first of all, the show is very diverse. Oddly, it is the blondest Jewish kid. It does, um, but it's surprisingly diverse. Um, and I really remember Nikki to me being like both a gay and Asian icon, gay first, then Asian, <laughs> despite only being one of those things. Um, Literally in yeah, the show. I was going to say, she does date the, the, the corny guy, right? She does date Jonesy, yeah. Yeah. Who also is a person of color yes. uh, on the, the show. <laughs> yes, yes, he is. Um, so that was part of it. I think um, also, I did mention to you, this to you before, it has the best theme, like the, one of the most recognizable theme songs to me. It's pretty good. I would say of the cartoons that I haven't either seen at all or haven't seen in a while, mm-hmm. it was this one in uh, Pepper Ann. Pepper Ann also has a banging theme song. I know. I'm not familiar. Oh, look it up as soon as Am this I is over. Am I too young or too Canadian? Um, both. Okay. I think is probably right. Got it. Um, so I think what's exciting to me about 16 is that there are all these sort of complex parts of the show in its diversity and its subject matter and its relationships and its teachings and also so many simple things that we're just to accept about this world where teens hang out together only at the mall. Don't know what time of day it is in any episode. The The theme song does indicate that it's after school. Yes, it suggests that life does not actually begin until, until after school. After school. Mm, true. As somebody who definitely has strong memories of being in school... Uh, <laughs> just, you know, really, I'm fresh like out. In col- college. Pice, junior. M- mid- sure. Uh-huh. Yep. Kindergarten. Lots of, lots of, lot of, yep. Lots of memories of those. I certainly mm-hmm. never grew past that. So in that way, it's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of true. I mean, you're not really, you're 
constantly thinking about the stuff that you're going to do after school anyway. You're not really thinking about what you're doing in school. Yeah, there's something really dreamy about it. And and every, well, first of all, all the problems they suggest are so complicated, (laughs) but they're all easily, easily solvable and they're justified by very simple things. Yeah, but they are also, um, one thing I like is that the the setup of the show Mm -hmm. and the pilot, as it were, is sort of, they're all getting jobs. <laughs> Shouldn't Americans really like this very capitalistic it show is. where the whole thing is everybody's getting a part-time job. Yeah. And if they all get a part-time job in the same mall, then they can hang out together and also be responsible uh, young people moving towards mm-hmm. their nascent adulthood. Mm-hmm. The yeah. full picture of becoming an adult is working th- these terrible jobs they all hate. Right. But one of the running gags in the show is that Jonesy has like a new job every episode. This like cool guy wearing, yeah. wearing puka shells. Yeah. Has got, a new job every episode. Pooks, yeah. Exactly. He's got, he's got to have his pooks, um, which is, that's actually Canadian, very famous Canadian saying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I really like went in, um, in preparation for this very serious um, show, your podcast, I mean. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And I watched an episode where Jonesy, okay, this is what happens. <laughs> Jonesy is, have to find a new job as he does and he oh the gang finds out that he doesn't have a bank account and so they encourage him jen knows a, an autumn it's almost i thought they were going to like plug a bank in it because jen is like how do you keep track of your money online how do you, and she like knows like a weird amount of what it means a weird amount about what it means to have a bank account and so he goes to line up at the bank and Instead of waiting in line, he sits, he takes like a seat in a comfy chair. And then somebody who works at the bank thinks he's somebody from corporate. And the premise of the episode is that he starts handing out loans to all his friends and to people in the mall because he likes the power of it. And then the end of the episode, he like gets onto the table and he's like, I wrote down, I wrote down the code because it was, it was like, it was like, Honestly, a, a radical and anti-capitalist episode. He goes, oh, Jude, I think, goes, we work, but they give us crappy jobs and we're too old for an allowance. <laughs> and that's his whole, like, that is his thesis for the episode. They wow. don't have an allowance anymore. And they, or like the two options are work a crappy job or don't have money. That's yeah, unacceptable. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I don't, you know, it's funny. You were starting that that sentence, mm. this description of the episode, and I thought it was going to go the other way. I thought it was going to be, um, he's taught a lesson. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I thought, I thought, I thought, man, this is paid for by Big Bang. <laughs> yeah. It is very diverse. That is that is the it thing is, that really struck me about really it. That. It is. And it is and it isn't. Com- I guess comparatively. Comparatively, and for the compared to what I from time. what I ex- for what I expect. Yeah. Um, it's from like, cartoons. It, it's noticeably diverse. We'll say that. Like they made an effort. Although I did look it up and. Oh, is it not good on the voice actor? Why it is tip? played by, by a black man. Jonesy is a, a Latin American person. He is played by like one of the whitest people I've ever seen. And so is Nikki. There's also I mm, on the wiki. Not great. It, it said. On the Nikki wiki. On the Nikki wiki. Yep. My a good, great site, great social media platform. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's said that she's Chinese, but then she has a Japanese 
flag or something on her phone. <laughs> Gosh. Something confusing like that. Doing great. Doing great. Yeah, yeah absolutely killing it. I mean, also, look, I was it was, it was 2004 to 2010. So long ago. So long ago. We, we can't. Who yeah, could really. Have yeah, yeah, yeah. Who could have expected that, that in the 24th century that, <laughs> that this would have been something that someone would given a little care for? I am actually a little surprised that Canada would mess it up, but perhaps this is my um, my oh. rose-colored glasses. <laughs> in America, generally speaking, we look at Canada and expect um, big things: purity, mm-hmm. goodness, yeah. kindness, consideration, politeness. Do you find that uh, your expectations have been met um, by my presence here today? Yeah. Okay. No, it's been good. Because I am making intense eye contact with you, and it didn't feel real to me, but I don't know you very well. um, You should know um, right here and right now that um, I have never seen, seemed anything but disingenuous in my entire life. Um, That's a fact. (laughs) Even when I'm being really genuine, nobody Mm -hmm. believes it. You know what? I it's it's the it's that I don't have a soul. Probably. Oh, okay. You have an answer. Yeah. No. Oh, no. Please suggest no, something. I don't know. No. 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 Now I'm ready. I was. Gonna, I actually relate to that very much. I'm not a great actor, um, and it's not what I'm pursuing. But I have acted some, and the note that I have gotten consistently is maybe try that one a little less sarcastically. Oh yeah, be a little less dead behind the eyes. Yeah. That, that this is just sort of my voice, though. Yeah. So I don't. You know, a lot of people actually tell me that I should be a voice actor, oh. which is insane because as we've discussed, I'm insanely good looking. Yeah. So, but I mean, look, insanely good looking people do cartoons. Yeah, it's not mutually all, exclusive. All the time. Yeah. yeah you right. don't want to just like let the uggos do it. Who are some really hot cartoon voices? Here's what I'll say right right off the bat. Um, the other day I was talking about Monsters vs. Aliens. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, who's the star of that movie? Reese Witherspoon. Is she? Can't really say anything bad about Ruth with, no. Witherspoon. I know that I kind of picked a blonde white lady right out the gate, but like. <laughs> you really um, showed all your cards I really, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really like it just jumped out. But you don't, you've already said that uh, in the past 20 minutes that I'm I'm stunning. So It's true. It's I did say that. You might as well even it out for yeah, your fans. Yeah, just, I don't just, know what your yeah, fans okay. are like, but. Um, no, I just mean in general. I think that if you if you look at, at um, I don't know, on the whole, people who do, um, I think a lot of the Futurama casts, some attractive people on that crew. I you can't know? say I. You don't think you don't think a lot the about real the, the cast of, of uh, Futurama. I definitely think about the cartoon versions. Okay. a lot. Wow. All right. But no, could have picked Futurama. Sixteen. <laughs> Did it. You know, I'm still learning about how much free choice I have here in America. Yeah. So this is a good uh, teachable moment for me. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. That's what the podcast is here for. <laughs> um, there's also a um, there's a mall cop. There is who comes up a stu- like an, a very surprising amount in the the narrative in the 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 canonized version of versions of the show. Yeah, how wait, how canonical does the show get? Other because I know that um, when the show begins, mm-hmm. perhaps not all the romantic entanglements have been set up, right? But they do happen over the course of of the show, as they you do. said. The 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 character who is gay is in fact not gay because fact. because she dates. Jonesy. Mm-hmm. Um, noted lesbian Jonesy. Noted, noted lesbian Jonesy. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, yeah. listen, I don't, so you got to be careful because you say that, but we don't really know anything about Jonesy. We don't. Um, um, had I, have we, had we met Jonesy now that he, he no longer works on the show post 2010, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of things that could have happened. I don't know Life why. Life does I'm, begin after school. Yeah. And, and we're, or after 16 here in that, this case. Mm-hmm. So we have no idea. Um, 
Jonesy could be a lesbian. I don't know why I played that like a joke. What a dick. Uh, but here yeah, we are. God. Yep, really did it. Really You're really in that one. Can't um, so, so, sort of someone to root for until like just this moment. Yep, blew it. Yeah, I was doing great before then. <laughs> this was actually the line that I crossed. Um, anyway, yeah, so canon of the show. Is there other stuff that happens? Do people get together, break up? Does anybody die? Other than Nikki and Jonesy. Oh, they die. Oh. <laughs> wow, I didn't know that. No, Huge other than spoilers, um, you know what is what well, I was um, watching it and I was like, va- so I was vaguely remembering all these details from the show, and I thought for a moment that Nikki and Jonesy were step siblings, but it's actually Jen and Jonesy. Yeah. Um. So th- we watched um one of the same episodes where Jen's sister comes back. Yeah. So that episode's pretty confusing, um, sexually, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, Please this is a very, elaborate, elaborate. would you agree with me that this is an incredibly horny show? It is. Well, when you were 16 oh. when and you hung out with five other 16-year-olds, mm-hmm. weren't you horny all the time? No? Is that not you? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so then the show is true to life. You I, know. I don't know if I would call the show true to life, but... It's very realistic. In terms of horniness? In tr- yeah, true and, to horniness? Yeah. Yes. I mean, true like, to real horniness. I guess... I guess if they were really trying to get it right, and again, I actually mean this genuinely and not mm-hmm. as a dick, is that they would have at least like one, like sexual one, like ace person that's like completely oh. not romantic. Oh, I see. I didn't. Well, I really didn't think you were going. <laughs> yep, I did it. I did it. it <laughs> Wait, was, you're just saying like statistically, one of them would be ace. I mean, I well, I guess it's, well, you know, ace people didn't exist prior to, to 2016, but now they no. Um, I mean, I don't think people really talked about it on television. If you were going to make 16 now, yeah, I would like to think um, that yes, there would be um, at least one non-binary person and at least one I ace see. person. Yeah, it, just a you know. Well, they, yeah, because they had had Nikki as a lesbian. <laughs> yeah, they'd so already they done that. that. They were already doing so great. So they were yeah on track. So we would have expected them yep, to get yep, that, yep. just take that extra step. Yep. What were we talking about? I don't oh, know. how horny the show is. Yes, the show, so the show is very horny. The, the premise of this episode, Jen's sister is shows in up. college. She shows up. Is she supposed to be? I don't even remember that she was in college. Here's what I remember. Please. Yeah. You tell me what you think the episode was about. It, well, I mean, what I remember is that she's got breasts mm-hmm. and everybody stares at them. There's a lot of staring at her breasts. They actually comment about the fact that her breasts are bigger. That's a that's a part of the episode. Yeah, they do. There there is like a weird um, hierarchy of ethics in the show because I so constantly when Jen's sister is in the scene, the boys are just telling her she's hot, commenting about how hot she is. I think Jonesy says something about like her tight jeans, something like incredibly horny. Yep. And then in like the scene right after that, Jen says the word boobs, and like people stare, like the public stops to listen they're shocked they're shocked and offended by yeah she is the one that talks about the boobs now then and now that i think about it she is yeah but other than the boobs which also are not like huge in the show i think the only th- difference is that they draw them like you know they're yeah that, that they're, <laughs> oh, that they're she's there. wearing a more open mm-hmm. shirt so that one could see that she has cleavage mm-hmm. and i don't think that they do that typically with the but other, other characters than that Jen and her sister kind of look exactly the same, right? Yeah. Yes, the sister, She's like a little the taller. sister's hair is a different color. <laughs> yeah. She wears more makeup. Yes. She has like bigger features That's it. in general. Yeah. But what's even weirder is that there's like a B story where Jonesy has like a clingy girlfriend. Oh, right. And that girl looks 
basically exactly the same as the two as yeah. Jen and her sister, right? Yes. How could you? Yeah, it's kind of hard to tell them apart. That really threw me off. I couldn't focus on. I mean, the horniness and that there is those are the two things I was really engaged with. So in just this in this moment, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there. I think that 16 is set in the Matrix, but like an early matrix oh where they um they've only made a certain number of women oh and so that's just reskinned same lady like her hair is a different color her breasts are slightly bigger yeah, she wears more makeup or less does this happen in like other cartoons a lot because i'm like well you have the advantage of uh drawing all these things you don't have to ha- go out and find people so what like having that kind of weird <laughs> I, what is that? A continent? Like it's not. It's a. It's a like a world consistency, inconsistency. I just don't understand how somebody could <laughs> see the like the mock up drawings for this episode and be like, yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. No, <laughs> somebody that, somebody came in and said, look, it's an aesthetic choice. Right. That's you know that's like what I. She if I was have being really color hair though, like if they I was have be red really hair. lazy, I would have. That's what I would have said. I would have been said it was. It's a sartorial. Oh, I see. Choice. So if somebody really came for me about it, I would say, are you questioning my skills as an artist? Right. And maybe it does go deeper than that where Jonesy. Yeah. You know, he's manifesting all these, all these. He's the one who's He's the one who's in the matrix. He's the one. Oh. He's the one. He's the Neo in the scenario. He's Neo. Yep. You know, that would sort of track with our. Yes, uh, our theories of gender dysphoria. Yeah, wow, we really we're Ooh, we're killing here's, it. Here's here. here's the thing. Look, yes, now I don't. Uh, sure. Yep. Yep. Well, we we've already it. said it, so we've we gone already there. said it. It's fine. It's fine. If somebody listens so to this really and thinks that we're making light um, of that, we can we can say that based yeah. on our own human experiences as people that don't that we do con- have license to talk yeah, to that neither of us com- confidently um, let's say feel great about a particular gender one way or the other like like as, yeah I think as, that's obvious I think, right like yeah. I hope it comes through well I mean like they're listening to a thing so they don't know what we both know well, we, that. We, we both very but clearly. we both know that fact about us and so now mm-hmm. we've said it and now if someone says this is offensive we can say is it though but we're actually having a serious it, discussion yeah, it's kind of you that's Projecting your own. Maybe yeah, you you're projecting your own. Yeah, look in the mirror next mm. time, maybe. Um, but we're talking about our own dysphoria and putting it onto this show, which is uh, set in the Matrix. Oh, I thought for a second you meant our, this podcast. Oh, yeah. And the podcast, and the podcast which is also, also set, set in, in the Matrix. Also set in the Matrix. It's <laughs> in the Matrix. <laughs> yep. Yes, Jordan, who is not on the podcast right now, but who is <laughs> acting as my assistant for this project. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, is also in the Matrix and feeling really trapped in it right now. Yes. Anyway. I love that idea. Because that could be, <laughs> I need for there to be a reason that this show is so, that there's something about the visual of this show that really makes me think of like sitting on my uncle's couch in Canada. I remember him being like, it was like me and my cousins were watching it. And so this, I guess, places it temporally for me, but he's like, none of you are 16. So why are we watching this show? Yeah, like that was confusing for him. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. No, I say by the bell had teenagers, and I didn't watch it as a teenager. Mm-hmm. Did I you watch it as a sweet baby child? But did you think as a child that that's what? Like, did you think that that was like a true representation of teenagers? You were like, this is how it's gonna be. I did. Yeah, 
I really had no idea. I'm I had pretty no sure sense I thought that too about sixteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so the the first episode I gave you is is the first time Nikki and Jonesy kiss. Ooh, and I really remember right, watching that episode right. because also cartoons, I guess, don't kiss very much or like have yeah. a sort of sexual or physical intimacy. Yeah, unless you're talking about The Simpsons, in which right. case Homer and Marge are speaking of like horniness all day. That's true. That's true. But they, and are, I did they watch really the are Simpsons. an outlier. But I guess to see young people or like to see, yeah. especially in cartoons, like often, even if it's not like a human, the cartoon, like they sort of feel like representations of you. They're supposed to feel like that. Um, like they're often like children and voiced by children and they have like parents, even if they're like, whatever. Yeah. What am I thinking of? Like a, what's that blue dog? <laughs> Blue's what's that blue dog? <laughs> It's the reason that what, I that what's I that know show how to get the sixteen mail. about the yeah that's six, where that six sh- kids are sixteen <laughs> and also blue dogs they're all dogs Anyways, and they're blue sixteen is... year old dogs so they're about to die <laughs> the show is so dark and it's you know, a really blue, depressing Blue's cartoon Clues has a lot of diversity <laughs> <laughs> they're very um, for the trans uh, community that show is really important that and that is what i'm here to talk about today uh-huh I, you know what i was I'm, I trying to say blue I'm always oh. i'm always concerned as to how it is that my career is going to end <laughs> but i think we've really nailed it this time i'm really trying to end my own career before somebody does it for me great like i, I appreciate you i just want it's a two for one you're ending your own and mine. of career yeah yeah, yeah. we're like teaming like, up it's it yes it's just like um it's just like how it happened on 16 mm-hmm. with this couple that you're talking about um as we discussed they both die and 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 that's a that's a pact that they make <laughs> and there's steps you know yeah. anyway continue um with whatever i was just trying to say that that blue dog mm-hmm. who who solves life's greatest mysteries using clues is a child <laughs> Yeah, and it would be weird if Blue kissed somebody. It would. So, so it is, yeah, I mean, like, yes, we understand these characters are 16. I, I empirically understand that 16-year-olds do kiss. I don't, um, our, my uh, my assistant is, is really suspicious she of what's happening. She just threw up her hands, she just threw up her hands like that emoji that's like, what's going on? Again, she's paid to be here, so she can, she, you can throw Double, up your hands all you as want. As we've discussed, she's being triply paid to yeah, be that's here. right, so it's fine. She's receiving three different kinds of Yep. payments right now yeah. which Jonesy learns about yeah with and the, as and a the, bank the bank loaner offer this anti-capitalistic show yeah 16 radical radical show um yeah they also do an episode about Christmas where the turns out the mall security guard um lost his toy and has nobody in his life what do you think the mall security guard is supposed to represent in the show because he the the kids are often trying to prank him and he's very he's very lawful but he has like they they allude to him having a, a secret life but outside then, the but mall but then he doesn't really cuz he's cuz his like his kids aren't real well he has a he has a picture and the, the photo is mm-hmm. the photo that came with the with the right the frame yeah yeah so he doesn't really have one i here's what i think i think he represents um, the inevitable misery that comes of being an adult. Mm. And that's why he's so down on those kids is because they're still able to be happy. Right. And he has no joy left in his life. Right. Because he is constantly aware that there are more days behind than there are ahead, that he has nothing really to live for anyway. So he's actually like in a like a sprint for oblivion. 
Uh, and right, so I think that's actually, where he comes from. That qualifies then their form of protest against him even more deeply because they're re- they're resisting this inevitable future that they have, right? Right. But they're all at gonna the end wind of the up day, we guy. know yeah. that they the this mall that they all hang out in, they're they're all being their paychecks are all being cut from the same piece of paper, baby. Yeah. They are all actually already on they're the same, part, part on the of same the system, page. Already headed so to towards that. It is inevitable. Um, if they were American, like 90% of the money that went to the government would be mm-hmm. going towards the military industrial complex. Right. So, you know, it's just. So not uh, only is it inevitable, it's, it's already happening to them. Yeah, it's really already and happened. And that's what's upsetting, too, because these kids are 16 and I'm engaging with it when I'm what? One, two years old. Yeah, yes, definitely. Two, I was like a sweet baby two child. years old. And so in a way, I also was, I was also already 16. Yeah. So do you feel as though you're, are you still like those kids, blithely unaware, having a good time with your life? Now that I'm 16. Yeah. Um, that you're 16 now, do you really feel like that's the life that you're living? Or as a result of this conversation, are you now feeling more like the mall security guard, like you're already a part of the machine, inescapable? Um, headed um, off the cliff of oblivion. Well, yeah, until I recorded this episode, I definitely feel like that. But now I have a vantage point. Yeah, finally above as 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 the as the mall security guard of mm. this um, podcast. Yeah, yeah. I am sorry. It's, I re- I regret that I have taken you out of the matrix. Mm-hmm. You were in it, and now you're no longer. Now a I part. have to I've learn sh- how I've to sh- live. I've showed you the world of the real. Yeah. Oh, I'm just remembering too. <laughs> <laughs> that I have to yes. go. Yeah. Um, no, I'm remembering that there is an episode where, did you watch this one, where the kids blackmailed the security guard with oh, a photo yeah. of him in a red thong, a bikini something, bottom? Something like that. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's not a thong, it's, it is, but it is a, <clears throat> it is a, a brightly colored um, feminine un, un, under, under, undergarment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty gay to me. Yeah, if that's what you're looking for, you'll find it. Do you think there's one straight person in the show? Um, like actually straight, like straight, straight. Um, so here's the thing. My theory is that um, straight people are in drastically short supply. I don't think there's actually a lot of them. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I haven't really watched enough episodes of Sixteen to say whether or not there's um, somebody on there that is a full on whatever it is, ten on the Kinsey. Right. Like just completely hetero, completely cis. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually assume no, but I guess it's it's possible. I don't think Jonesy is. I don't think Jen is. I definitely don't. Who's, who's the girl with the short oh, hair yeah, who's Jen. like rich at the beginning? Caitlin. I don't think she is. No, she's in a full panic. Yeah. Jen too is like the butch of her family. What is her sister's? Her sister's like, we. the joke is that Jen was the brother we never had. Right. Yeah. So she's, de- I mean, like, I don't want to assume, but mm-hmm. probably at least, at least. There's something yeah, that her sister's reading queer. as Yeah, she, she's masculine. definitely, yeah, she's picking this thing up and assuming right. it's one thing when it's actually something else. Right. That thing being that she's gay. Nikki, no. Nikki. Nikki's not straight. What do you think of Nikki's outfit too? She's wearing so she has like these big cargo pants. It's like three Jonesies wide. Her mm-hmm. pants, tiny, tiny little waist, and then what? A necklace of? Are we to? Are we supposed to believe that's of Asia? A Chinese? 
I tried not to think about it too hard, to be honest with you, because I wanted to try to enjoy the show mm-hmm. and I had had a lot of doubts in, in general. The past, fine, you know. I mean, uh, you like I, this? here I grew up. I grew up in the era of Jenko jeans, so you know, yeah, mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it to date myself once again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Jenkos and the Pooks um, were. That's yeah. the thing is, like, it was really. It was written for somebody that went to high school when I was in high school. Basically, <laughs> right. is what I'm saying. A lot mm-hmm. of Jenko jeans, a lot of Pooks. Um, yeah, like all those characters kind of looked like people that went to high school in the nineties. Yeah, that's what's. I, I think that there are there are parts of the show that really try to grasp at wide a wide variety of audiences in that way, like in terms of having characters of different race, these characters that are very childish, but also kind of know a lot about how the system works. works yeah. Um, Honestly, and I have to how, say, six, yeah. how kids who are sixteen, you know, sexually, emotionally relate to each other. I think honestly that um, I wish that I could exist outside of myself, and that I could hear this podcast and then watch sixteen, right? Because I think that that we've given people the tools to really deconstruct yeah. what sixteen is all about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say at this point. Um, most definitely, if you listen to this podcast and had not seen 16 before, mm-hmm. you definitely, I mean, I hope that it's become clear that you, now. that you should watch it. And also, um, if you have watched it before, it's time for a rewatch. So much, <laughs> One of the so much to be gleaned. First ways I qualified the show is um, generous, if yep. you recall, if the careful, careful listener recalls. So, yeah. I think in a, in a lot of ways, um, both positive and negative and upsetting and uh generally homophobic transphobe. um we've emulated the show so well so closely mm-hmm. and yeah. um respectfully oof <laughs> i caught off your oof <laughs> <laughs> you had to bring it back around <laughs> i did i did well you know it might have turned out okay in the end um but then no it was still no. just it was still a, a major um dang on the entire podcast um but, uh, all right, so let's say somebody watches 16, they enjoy it, they listen to this podcast, they thought, it's great, definitely need some more recommendations from these folks. Oh, my gosh. What else would they watch? What, what would be another recommendation? Do we know here the Weekenders? I, one I, hand I don't. In the room. Yeah, yeah, That's the one who yours. doesn't have the mics. No, I don't know. Um, the Weekenders is a very interesting lesbian show as well. <laughs> Is this actually one, or or is it just another one of those where in practice, decide, no? Okay. In theory, okay. No, sexually, yes. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Cool. 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 Um, the Weekenders is a bunch of I don't even know kids. They're younger than sixteen, um, but there is one character in that show who is a tomboy. Her name is Lore, and she really led me through a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, so I I would recommend that um, if you're um, if this is really wet your palate for <laughs> yeah my recommendation Gay is kids? Yeah, I don't know is uh, um, both by the same animators I think but um, one is good and the other has just been around for a while um, the good one I believe is also technically was Canadian it's called Clone High Clone High which is about um, a bunch of famous people who are cloned. Um, Abraham Lincoln, Gandhi. Oh, famously. Historic. Cle- Cleopatra, mm-hmm. JFK, um, Joan of Arc, um, Jesus Christo. 
uh, I forget who else is in there. It's a bunch of folks. Anyway, they all were cloned, and now they're sexy teens in oh. high school together. Oh, they're all, but they're cl- they're cloned, but they're they're teenagers. Yeah, they've clo- they've been oh, cloned. They've been they cloned. Are, for they a all team. were raised up together. Now they're in high school. <laughs> um, it's got a great theme song. If we're going with shows with great theme songs, yeah. And then there's also a show called Total Drama that ha- that is nothing like that show except that the animation is very similar and it's about um, a bunch of teenage archetypes who are on a Survivor esque reality show. Oh, I've seen it here and there. I wouldn't call it great, but here's my pi- here's my Clone pitch. Mm-hmm. They're in the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> um, Clone High is not in the Matrix. That's actually real. That's a, that's actually based well, on a true story. Well, that's one that story. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's based on absolute reality. There's no question in my mind that Abe Lincoln and JFK were cloned and went to school together and were enemies where Abe Lincoln was the nerd and JFK was the jock. That really happened. <laughs> yeah, that's Im- that's important for me to know. Um, I-, I do love the like just general premise that if you just put a bunch of people in a high school like that that's a teenager's show because that is what being a teenager feels like so much we're like why are we all here why do we all have to come here yep so i I like that idea a lot that's nice there's this did you ever see that snl sketch um narcs school the theme song does go narc school school full of narcs (laughs) they're looking for bad guys there aren't any bad guys It's just a. That's the whole. I mean, the most of the sketch is the theme song, but yeah, the premise is they're all narcs. Is Will Forte in that? Yeah, Will Forte. Okay, Will Forte is also from Clone High. Oh, nailed it. Put it together. So yeah, I love. They're all in the same world, and that world is the Matrix. Matrix. Yep, did it. All right. Hey, where can people find you on the internet? If after they listen to this, they were like, gotta, gotta follow, gotta follow Celeste, gotta find out more of these, these big yucks, these great insights. And I'm, uh, at Celestrogen, C-E-L-E-S-T-R-O-G-E-N, Celestrogen. Pretty good. A lot of people think that that is, um, Celeste Rogan, as though I'm a big fan of Seth Rogan's. It's not that. Okay. And I'm sorry, happy to sorry, finally Seth. have a platform. He, he listens to the podcast and now he won't anymore. So thanks for that. You're welcome. C- Canadian, another one Canadian viewer, <laughs> but yeah. for the price of hundreds more who have been waiting for an episode of about 16. Fair too. point. Fair point. Again, you are welcome. And uh, yeah, I'm around. <laughs> there you go. Uh, cool. My name is uh, Danny Roth. I host this podcast. You can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Danny Ordinary. That is Danny with one N. Ordinary, also with one N. Thank you for listening to Everyday Animation. And remember, life is hard. Watch a cartoon, you feel better. And you'll be in the Matrix. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.